Welcome to Awaken Life Church podcast. For more information about our church, please visit awakenlifechurch.net. We hope you enjoy this message by Daniel Willett. All right, Heavenly Father, we thank you that we can have fun with you. We thank you that you're fun, God, that you are, you're fun. You created joy. Joy comes from you. You created laughter. We thank you that you adore your children. We just pray that you give us deeper insight on how much you just adore us. We just thank you that we're deeply loved children. God, take us deeper into that revelation where we're not trying to perform for you. We're not trying to measure up, but we know that we're deeply loved and we're deeply accepted already. And we thank you, Lord. I just pray that you're helping us today to receive something from this Holy Spirit. I pray that you're taking us into deeper waters, that you're um, showing us, Father God, what a healthy prophetic culture looks like. We just love you, Jesus. We pray that you're just opening new things up to us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So I just want to recap. Last week, uh, we talked about prophecy and prophetic words. And if you weren't here last week, I I would uh, encourage you, go listen to that podcast because it's kind of a building block of what we're talking about today. And so we're going to continue to talk about prophecy today. The message title today is Healthy Prophetic Culture. Healthy prophetic culture. So I'm going to recap a little bit of last week. So if you're here and you call this your church home, you need to know that you're in an environment where we are cultivating the prophetic. We are cultivating um, what it looks like and activating you to step into the, the prophetic. And we're cultivating what this looks like in a healthy way. And so we're going after it, 1 Corinthians 14.1 says, pursue love, yet earnestly desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. So prophecy is for everybody, and uh, Paul has told us to earnestly desire spiritual gifts, but especially that we may prophesy. So that being said, when you open that up, it can be messy, it can be messy. And so, but our heart is in, in some environments, in some cultures, they, it gets messy and they're like, you know what? Nobody's allowed to do that except for the pastors. And they just, they kind of shut it down. And I totally get it because they just don't know what to do. They're like, these, there's messes are happening. And I, I remember, you know, when we started it, that temptation came because we had some messes. And I was like, what do, what do we do? Can we, do we just shut this down? And it's just like, just for pastors. And we felt very clear. It was like, no, this is for the body of Christ. And you don't need to shut it down. You need to steward it. And you need to pastor it. And you need to father it. And you need to cultivate it. And so that's what we're going after. So it can be messy. But instead of shutting it down, we're going to clean up the messes, be responsible, and we're going to keep cultivating it. Last week, I talked about Old, Ted- Old Testament versus New Testament prophetic. And in the Old Testament, the prophetic was often used to point out sin and to judge people. So it's often used to point out sin and to judge people. But New Testament prophetic is for edifying the church and bringing people to the Father through the ministry of reconciliation. Amen? Let me say that again because it's important. New Testament prophetic is for edifying the church and bringing people to the Father through the ministry of reconciliation. 
We talked about um, prophetic words needing to be judged, needing to be tested. So when you get a prophetic word, you need to test the word. And I, I talked about that last week, and I gave you some ways that you can test a prophetic word. But you do need to test the prophetic words that you're getting. 1 Corinthians 14, 29 says, let two or three prophets speak and let other people or let others pass judgment. So when we talked about once you test a word, once you judge a word and you know it's from the Lord, steward it. And so even the people that got words today, like um, test those words. And then if you feel like, yes, that's God, start to steward that word. How do you steward a word? Write it down. Write it down and then start to declare it. Start to confess it. Start to partner with it. Say, God, I'm partnering with this word. So we talked about false prophets. That was fun. And I want to tell you this morning, a false prophet is not someone who gives an inaccurate word. That's not a false prophet according to the Bible. A false prophet has to do with, with a heart issue, something that's happening in the heart. A false prophet is either partnering with a spirit of divination or it's someone who is generally a wounded Christian who is unknowingly partnered with divination, or they're just prophesying for a reason. And, and most of the time, nobody, I, I don't think anybody's like, oh, I, I'm knowingly a false prophet and I'm giving false words. I, I, think that's, I don't think that's, I think that's the exception. I think most of the time, people actually think they're prophesying and it's the Lord, and they don't realize that they're operating out of a deep place of pain and needing something, like needing acceptance, needing some people to see them in a certain way. So when we prophesy, pure prophecy comes from a heart of love. It's simply to love the body well. It's simply just coming in humility and being like, Lord, I want to love the body well. And so sometimes a false prophet can be operating out of this wound or a need for recognition or, or even sometimes manipulation, need for position. But pure prophetic is always out of a heart of loving and exhorting the body of Christ. So I want to talk about, today I want to talk about words of knowledge versus prophetic word, like what's the difference? So a word of knowledge is something that God gives you that's currently true, and it's something that you wouldn't have known about someone. So, so like the first time I remember getting a word of knowledge, I was standing in a line at Starbucks, and I wasn't even thinking about God or anything. I was just wanting to get my coffee. And I heard the word writer. And so I was like, what, what, what is that? What do I do with that? So I tapped the guy in front of me, and I was like, are you a writer? And he goes, yeah, I am. And he just had this look on his face like, how did you know that? And, and he actually asked me that. He's like, how did you know that? And I said, well, um, and this is interesting because what I meant to say and what I actually said were different. What I meant to say was, I feel like the Lord told me that. But what came out of my mouth was, I feel like Jesus told me that. And this man looks at me and he goes, I'm Jewish. So how many know when you say the Lord told me versus Jesus told me, it's a big difference if you're Jewish. God had this man's attention. Now he was all ears. And we spent about five minutes talking out in front of Starbucks and I was able to share the gospel with him. And I believe some seeds were planted that day in his heart. But it was from this word that just something that God just dropped this word in my spirit. And it's just like, you know, and now God had his attention and God could speak. So a word of knowledge is something that's currently true that you could not have known. So a prophetic word is, is different. It, the prophetic word is calling out gold in someone. Prophetic word is seeing someone, how Jesus sees them in their original design. A prophetic word is like, what would they look like, God, if all their issues, 
All their family issues, all their junk was out of the way. Like, what did you create them for? Like, what do you actually see them as that they're not currently in? Does that make sense? So prophetic word is about more so the future, about like, hey, I see you doing this. And like, I, I, God has shown me this picture, and it seems like you're doing this. And it's like calling them into something greater. And it's always encouraging. We talked about this last week. It's always encouraging. It's always comforting, and it's always strengthening. So a prophetic word is, who are they really as God sees them? So prophetic words are calling something out that's not currently true, like a, a word of knowledge is something God's showing you that's currently true. Prophetic word is calling something out that's not currently true, but it's what God wants to draw out. Chris Vallotton has a great story of, he says the first time he spoke at Bethel, so this would be probably around 2000, um, he spoke a message at Bethel, and then he started giving some prophetic words at the end of the message, just like we were doing today. And he calls out this guy way in the back. The guy stands up, and he says, I feel like the Lord is saying that you're a mighty warrior for him. So he calls this guy a mighty warrior for him. So eight years go by, and this guy approaches Chris Velt, and he says, do you remember me? And he says, no, I'm sorry, I really don't. And he said, eight years ago, I was here, and I was sitting in the back, and you asked me to stand up, and you said I was a mighty warrior. And he goes, well, I actually do remember that. It, it clicked with him. And he said, well, what you don't know is when you did that, I was actually currently a heroin addict, and I was actually high that night when you said that. And he said, I was only actually even there because my two friends drugged me there. He's like, I was, I, was, I was high as a kite, and you're saying, you're a mighty warrior for the Lord. Now, how many know prophetic word is not what's currently true. It's calling out how God sees him. He says, that night, after you gave me that word, the desire to do drugs left me. And he said, um, he was with his wife, and he said, I, I met here a year ago, we were married, and we're doing ministry together. And so the, what's interesting is this, is the guys that brought him, the two guys that drug him there, they might have thought, oh, I think Chris missed it. I think he might have missed that one because this guy is like a drug addict. We're just trying to get him saved, right? But God calls out the gold in us. He calls out what's not yet true. He calls those things that are not as though they are. Amen? And it, and it has power behind it. It actually imparts his word that goes forth will actually produce itself. Amen? Amen. Or a prophetic word can be so it's calling out the gold in someone. It's calling it the thing that is not yet as though it were. Or it could be actually predicting the future. We had a, a couple that was here about two and a half, three years ago. And they were a, a deaf couple. And they were actually um, unable to have children. They'd been trying for 17 years to have kids without any success. And they both had um, some fertility issues. And so Joy and I met with them after the service, and we were just praying over them. We were praying healing over the fertility issues. And we, you could just feel like a lot of hopelessness, a lot of discouragement. And what the, the wife said at one point, she said, um, you know, we're just really starting to consider just adopting. And what my wife said was very boldly, which surprised me. She goes, you can adopt, but you will have children. And I think it surprised you too. <laughs> He's like, whoa, I just said that. And she's like, you can adopt, but you will have children. So what is that? That's actually prophetic word. That's actually predicting something. And 
A few months later, they got pregnant, and they were here a year ago with their little baby and to show off their little baby. Some of you might remember that. So prophetic word can be calling something out in the future that's not yet happened. I remember in our old building, um, how many, <laughs> I just was thinking that, how many remember being in the old building? Like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, yeah, nine of us. <laughs> we were about a half mile south, and we were in a, a second story uh, little spot. And one day, I was on ministry team, and I was praying for some people that came up, and this lady came up, and she uh, was weeping, and she said, my son, um, he hasn't talked to me in years. He won't talk to me. And so I'm praying for her, and then it was one of those moments where I was like, your son's going to call you within 90 days. And I, I was surprised. I was like, oh, no, I just, put a, I just put a number on that. That's a very testable thing. And I was like surprised, but I was like, okay, I feel like that's God. I feel like your son's going to call you in 90 days. Guess what happened on day 90? Her son calls her on day 90. And so she was like, this is it. This is day 90, God. Is this real or not? And her son calls her, and they reconciled. So a prophetic word can be calling something out that's uh, 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 something that the Lord has shown you about the future that you can just step into boldly. And, And again, it brings encouragement. It brings strength. It brings comfort. That lady was comforted, like, okay, there is going to be reconciliation. We are going to reconnect. So 1 Thessalonians 5, 19 through 21, in the Passion Translation, sorry, I didn't give anything for the screens today, but in the Passion Translation, it says this, never restrain or put out the fire of the Holy Spirit, and don't be someone who scorns prophecies, but be faithful to examine them by putting them to the test, and afterward, hold tightly to what is proven to be right. So that's what we talked about last week. When, when you get a faith, or when you get a prophetic word, it says be faithful to examine them by putting them to the test. So you have permission to test your words. And afterward, hold tightly to what is proven to be right. So once you know it's from the Lord, grab onto it. But I want to back up. So before that, before those verses, it says this, don't be one who scorns prophecies. In other translation, tra- translations, it says this, don't despise prophetic words or prophetic utterances. Now, why are there people who despise the prophetic in prophetic environments? There may be people in here that are struggling a little bit, even with what we did today. So why are there people who despise prophetic words? Well, number one, it can be from coming from an abusive culture. And an abusive culture can look like a place where there's no room to judge the prophetic words. An abusive culture can look like, hey, the, the pastor said it, the leader said it, it's true. And, uh, and often it can be used to manipulate. And again, I don't believe most of the time this is not knowingly. This is like there's, there's some things that leaders and people have partnered with that they don't realize they've partnered with. And oftentimes it can be used, prophetic words can be used to control people, to manipulate people, or to direct people with what you're feeling in, in your own emotion. There's, there's environments where people can't buy a car without checking with the leader. Should I buy a car? Yes or no? You, you check with the Holy Spirit and tell me if I can do this. Should I sell my house? Should I not? And it's okay. Obviously, it's okay to get 
Like, hey, could you pray with me about this? But even in that, like oftentimes what Joy and I are doing is helping people hear from the Lord themselves. Because if you hear from the Lord yourself, it's much more meaningful than if I tell you, right? And so it's not that God won't give us stuff and encouragements, and he will, but when we, when we even get something, we submit it to the person. So we're like, okay, I'm gonna submit this to you to do whatever you want with it, and we're not judging what they do or don't do with it. We just submit it to them. So an abusive culture, if you've been in one, you could be someone who started to despise the prophetic. And, and I totally understand it. I get, I get that. But that's something that God actually wants to heal you from, and he wants you to come back into what it looks like to be in a healthy prophetic culture. So why do people despise prophetic words? It could be because they've been in an abusive culture, and I could talk more about that, but I won't. It could be because, number two, is hope deferred makes the heart grow sick. So maybe they've got a word and it didn't happen. And they're like, man, I was holding on to that. It didn't happen, and th- that broke my heart. So I don't, I don't think prophecies for today, or I don't want to be in those environments. And it could have been that the word wasn't from the Lord, or it could have been that the word was from the Lord, and they just kind of gave up on it, and they're actually self-sabotaging by saying, like, you know what, that wasn't from the Lord. And they're rejecting it before it's came to pass. So just a couple of, of things that can happen where people start to de- despise prophetic and the prophetic cultures. But the Bible says, don't despise prophetic words. And so instead of throwing the baby out with the bathwater, we need to cultivate what health looks like. Amen? And we're not going to control people. We're going to come with humility, and we're going to let it flow, and we're going to clean up messes as they, as they come. And we always submit a word to someone. I've even known people from Bethel that they'll say, like, hey, I want to I submit this word to you, but if it's not resonating, just flush it. <laughs> I mean, there's some, there's some humility there of being like, I feel like this is God, but maybe it's not, and, and you have the permission to just flush it. Okay, don't despise prophetic words. Some might need to forgive some people from the past and get back on the horse. Don't throw the prophetic out because you've seen it done wrong. Okay, I want to talk about activating the prophetic. This is where we're heading with all this. A lot of, a lot of what we've been saying last week and this morning was it's kind of protective so that we can start on a foundation that's going to be healthy. But how do you activate the prophetic in your life? I want to give you a few things that you can do to activate the prophetic. And we want you to be activated, by the way. We want everybody to be activated in the prophetic and, and to take chances and to try. So what are some ways? Number one, this might be one you never thought of or wouldn't think of, but share your testimony. Share your testimony. Revelation 19.10 says, the testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. The testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. So even when we're testifying about Jesus and what he did, we're actually prophesying. Do you know that you're prophesying when you're talking about Jesus? You're actually prophesying. When you talk about what Jesus has done in your life, you're prophesying to someone else what's available. And it actually has power behind it to actually perform what happened in your life. My wife, uh, years ago, right after she was healed, uh, had her heart healing. 
it was a, just a few months later, and we were leading worship at our old church. And she's like, hey, I feel like I should give my testimony this morning. And so she begins to just give her testimony about how the Lord miraculously healed her heart. Well, there's a lady in the congregation that as she's releasing the testimony, the lady said, it felt like somebody punched me in the gut, and she doubled over and began to weep. And she weeped all through the service. That was in worship. She just wept all throughout service, all throughout the message. And she didn't know what was happening. She was like, I don't know if this is good. I don't know if this is bad. I just know it feels like I just got punched in the gut after Joy released her testimony. So that lady actually had the exact same heart issue as Joy did. And as Joy released the testimony, this lady went through that experience, and she left the church building, and she never had that issue again. She was healed by the releasing of a testimony. The testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. So as we release what God has done in our life, we are prophesying to people. So if you want to start activating the prophetic in your life, start to share your testimony. Start to rehearse your testimony. Share it all the time. Because you're actually stepping into the prophetic when you do that. The Hebrew word for testimony is do it again. Do it again, God. So as you give your testimony, you're saying, do it again, God. So number one, review your testimony. And share your testimony because your testimony has, has actually the spirit of prophecy on it. Number two, become an encourager. Become an encourager. Look for people to encourage. Encouragement and prophecy go hand in hand. I believe that. I believe that encouragement is the stepping stone into the prophetic. My, my, my friend Levi Hug, and most of you know him, he's been here lots of times. He has something that he does called the, uh, oh, what does he call it? He calls it the, uh, thank you. I couldn't find it in my notes. Encouragement Rampage. And he, he talks about he was just really discouraged one day and just really feeling low. And the Lord just started saying, like, you know, just encourage someone else. And so he started to encourage someone, and he's like, I kind of feel a little better now. And then so he's like, well, I'm going to encourage somebody else and see, see how, if this can, like, how, what this is actually going to do. So he encourages someone else. He's like, ah. I feel even a little bit better. So he's like, I'm just going to encourage people all day long. And so he's encouraging people. And so as he's encouraging people, he's getting more and more and more encouraged. And then, then something crazy happened. As he's encouraging people, all of a sudden, God started joining in his encouragements. And God starts prophesying. He's just encouraging people and saying just things that he can observe. Like, you know, and by the way, encouragement is not flattery. It's genuine encouragement. It's like, I'm not saying something um, that's not true. I'm saying I'm finding something that's a genuine encouragement. And he's encouraging people. And all of a sudden, God just starts jumping in and prophesying over people. Encourage, encouragement is a stepping stone into the prophetic. If you just become a great encourager, God will jump into your encouragements with the prophetic. Plus, you'll be refreshed. Proverbs says, he who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. So become a great encourager. By the way, become a great encourager of yourself. This is especially important for leaders. We have to encourage ourselves if we're going to be an encouragement, if we're going to be an encourager. So become good at encouraging yourself and encourage others, and God will jump into your encouragements. You'll start to hear things. 
Number three, ways to step into the prophetic. Start asking Jesus and or the Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me right now? I mean, know the prophetic is hearing God's voice. It's just hearing the Lord for someone else. So how do you start to cultivate hearing the Lord? Start asking him for yourself. Start developing a relationship with God where you are actually engaging him and asking questions and you're listening to hear what he says. What does that do? It starts to tune your ear to what God's voice sounds like. So start with yourself. Start by, like, Jesus, if you were here right now, what would you say to me? If you were standing right next to me, what would you say to me? And listen. Start to encourage yourself. Start to hear the voice of the Lord for yourself. If you have a spiritual mentor in your life or a a pastor, that's a great thing to just start to do this and then ask them. Just say, hey, I feel like I'm getting this. What do you think? Like, and they can kind of guide you through that. Yeah, it's always going to be encouraging. It's always going to be loving. God's a loving father. So it's never going to sound like, well, you just need to stop messing up. (laughs) It's never going to sound like that. That's not how God speaks to us. He will convict us. He will say, hey, you're amazing, and you're too awesome to do that. Come up. But he won't talk to you like, wow, you dirty rat. How dare you? You did it again. I can't believe you did it again. So start to ask, Holy Spirit, Jesus, what are you saying to me right now? And listen, and then write it down. So the prophetic is hearing God's voice for someone else, so first practice on yourself. At first, if you're, not, if you're not used to doing this or if you haven't done it, you may feel like you're not hearing much, but I promise you it will grow. I promise you it will grow. Keep pressing in. Keep asking the Lord. Speak to me. I want to hear your voice. Confess, confess scripture. My sheep hear my voice. That's what Jesus says. Jesus said, my sheep hear me. God, I choose to believe your word is true. You say, your sheep, hear your voice. So start asking him and listen. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. It's John 10, 27. Number four, when you feel like you're hearing something from the Lord, this this can be the scary part, step out. Step out in faith. I was proud of Vince. Like, hey, I just got some numbers. Like, I'm just going to throw them out there. <laughs> you know, even if we're wrong, I feel like the Lord is like, wow, I'm so proud of you. You just risked. You just stepped out in faith. I feel like the, some, some of the times where I've missed it the biggest, when I feel the worst, I'm just like, go to the Father. I'm like, okay, God, you need to talk me down. Like, what did I do wrong? And he's like, I'm so proud of you. You risked. You stepped out. What pleases God's heart, according to the word? Faith. Faith, but without faith, it's impossible to please me, is what he says. And then the moment that we put our faith in Jesus, he's completely pleased with us. But we get extra credit when we risk. That's what I feel. We get extra credit. It's just like, I'm even extra proud of you. Step out in faith. Now, Walmart, you guys know this. When I started doing this, this was about five years ago, this is absolutely something that you grow in because pre-10 years ago, none of this stuff was happening in my life. None of it was. It's something that I started recognizing this is supposed to be happening, and I saw other people that it was happening with, and so I started to cultivate it in my own life. And so Walmart became my ministry ground. <laughs> Why? Because, well, it might be tough at your work because there's HR. I'd be like, hey, uh, just make sure you're doing your job, and uh, 
you know, this thing, you know. But in Walmart, the worst that can happen is they, they kick you out, you know. And I've never been kicked out yet. I've never been kicked out of Walmart. But I started to go into Walmart because I was, I'm there like two or three times a week because we have such a big family. But I would start to go into Walmart and just say, Lord, show me someone to encourage. Show me someone to speak life over. And he would highlight people. And then, then this, the scary part happens. Okay, now I actually have to go and say it. <laughs> And, you know, a lot of times it would start with encouragement. You know, it actually happened yesterday. I was at Walmart, and, and it was scary. I was like, oh, yeah, this is scary. I hadn't done it in a while. And, but I just stepped out, and I went and encouraged this family with a young girl. And, but a lot of times it just starts with an encouragement. And, uh, again, genuine encouragement, not flattery, but genuine encouragement. And the Lord will start to jump in. But so many people have had crying at Walmart. It's great. I love it when people cry. I'm like, yes, God God got them. I want to make you cry. (laughs) So when you feel like you're hearing something, step out in faith. Faith is spelled R-I-S-K. Risk. Whatever you steward is going to increase. So as I started stepping out, it started to increase. And it will increase, and it will keep increasing. And, and that's true about anything in the body, anything in spiritual realm. If you steward it well, God will give you more. So Walmart was my training ground, but it might not be yours. You may have another training ground. Number five, ways to start activating the prophetic. Know the word. Know the word of God. Put his word in your heart. Holy Spirit, like a lot of times when you're starting to to ask him for words for someone, he like, this is just me, okay? This is what I think he does. He's looking through that Rolodex of scriptures that you have in your heart. And he's like, here's one. This one's for that person. And so we want to grow that Rolodex of scripture in our heart because that is the word, amen? The word is Jesus' voice spoken, amen? And so as we grow in the word, and we start to memorize scripture, put his word in our heart, God will use that. In fact, I've had times where I'm just like, okay, I know a lot of scriptures, so God, I don't have anything for them, but what scripture do you have for them? And I, I feel like the Lord will show me something, and I'll just share it with them. Hard to go wrong when you're just pulling scriptures out. Hard to miss those. Now, that just doesn't re- resonate with me. The Lord says, uh, Jeremiah 29, 11, I know my plans for you to prosper you, to bless for you, to give you a future and hope. No, that doesn't resonate. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so let me give you some healthy guardrails. This is for, again, we're, we're trying to build a health, healthy prophetic culture. So I'm going to give some healthy guardrails. When you're giving someone a word, I would encourage you to avoid saying, thus saith the Lord. Why? Well, number one, saith is not even a word anymore. (laughs) Suri could not find that word. It's like, what is this? No, that's not the real reason, though. Uh, Because it can actually hinder them from testing or judging the word. Especially new believers. If someone is in front of them that they think is really spiritual, and they're like, thus saith the Lord, they're like, well, I guess, who am I to argue with God? I have to do that. And you know, again, in, there's, in abusive cultures, there can be a lot of 
thus saith the Lord, which doesn't give you an option to test the word and to take it and let, God actually wants it to resonate in your spirit and for him to actually, one of the reasons for prophecy is for him to develop a relationship with you and hearing his voice. If you're in a culture where it's like, I am the go-between between you and God, how many, how many recognize that as Old Testament? That's not the covenant we're in. That's, that's the old covenant where people would come to the priest, the priest would ask the Lord, and he would give the word, and they would follow out the word. That's the reason that the veil was torn. Remember, the veil was where the priest was. He was the only one that could go behind that veil. But God has invited us all in. Amen? So it's, it's, no, it's not our job as pastors to be a go-between. God actually, he'll use the prophetic to develop a relationship with you in your own life. So I would encourage you, see, I'm not even saying don't do it. I'm just encouraging you. Do you feel encouraged? I'm encouraging you to avoid saying, thus saith the Lord, because it can actually hinder someone from testing or judging the word. So here's some great wording. I feel like God is saying this. That allows someone to test the word. Or I have a word that I'd like to submit to you. And then you're giving them the word and you're asking them to steward the word, to actually check. And, and by the way, when you're stewarding these words, you'll grow in your relationship and your connection with the Father. Amen? So when you, when you come like that, when you come like, I feel like God is saying this or I'd like to submit this to you, you're coming in humility and it's actually allowing the person to test the word and to grow in hearing the Lord. Okay, number two, healthy guardrail. Don't take this too seriously, but look at it as having fun with God. You can't like work hard enough to get prophetic words to flow. Like if I pray enough, if I do enough, then the words will flow. It's like I I often will feel like those are the times where I freeze. I'm like, because I'm trying so hard and it's like, no, it's just gonna flow out of you. It comes up like like a spring. And it just flows out of you. So, so sure, yeah, be in the presence of the Lord, pray. But those things are not going to earn you the right to flow in prophecy. And in fact, sometimes it's putting, it'll actually deter you from prophesying because you're putting the faith in what you're doing, not in who God is. Amen? Look at this as having fun with God. Have fun with him. God is fun. That's a revelation the church could use. God is fun. Jesus, if you were standing next to this person, what would you say to him? That's a good one to use. You can do that in your head. I do that at Walmart with the checkout people. Like, Jesus, if you're standing next to this person, what would you say? And sometimes I hear nothing. Other times I feel like I hear stuff. I like one that Levi, a tool that Levi has. He says, he'll say to himself, when he's going to give a prophetic word or when he wants to prophesy over someone, he'll say in his mind, God, your thoughts for them are more than the sands of the seashore. Would you just give me one little grain? Just one little thought you have for them. And, and the Lord will start speaking to him. Last one, and then we're going to close today. Don't beat yourself up when you miss it. Keep trying and make sure your heart is simply to love the body of Christ well.
I'd encourage you, especially when you're starting out, not to send anyone to China. <laughs> or Africa. You've been sent to Africa. <laughs> Twice you've been sent to Africa. Well, why are you in disobedience? <laughs> yeah, please don't send people to China. Um, but keep trying. Don't beat yourself up and you miss it. And keep trying. Keep pressing in. Make sure your heart is pure. I, I, I shared last week, anytime I, I've had moments where I've struggled emotionally, and I'm like, okay, I'm not going to give prophetic words right now because I don't want to be doing it out of like I'm trying to make myself feel better. So I want to have a pure heart of just loving people. And so that's something to just be aware of. It's simply you want it to just be out of a pure heart of love. And there's so many people here that have just wonderful, pure hearts for the Lord. And so that's one of the reasons I'm so excited to steward this culture. It's because I see so many amazing pure hearts for the Lord that they just simply want to be used by the Lord. And like, Lord, use me to exhort the body, to lift them up, to help people get launched into their destiny. And this is what prophetic is for. The prophetic is so amazing because it helps people to see themselves as God sees them. And it comes with the power to actually launch them into it. Amen? So when we shut down the prophetic, it's like an analogy I had today. It's like we're, we're trying to get to, from Phoenix to New York. And if you shut down the spiritual gifts, it's like you got to walk there and you can't take a car or a bus or a plane. But the prophetic is like an airplane. So it's, it's, a, it's a rocket blast into what God is saying over you, what he wants to see happen in your life. Amen? All right, stand to your feet. I'm going to pray for you. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much. We thank you for what you're doing in this house. We thank you for the spirit of freedom in this house. We thank you, God, that you are, are not controlling any of us. We thank you, God, for um, words that are going to come in this house, God, that we can submit to one another. We thank you that you're increasing us in hearing your voice. Your word says, my sheep will hear my voice. We choose to believe that. We choose to step out and risk. We choose, Father God, to flow in this gift that you said earnestly desire. So we love you, Lord. I just pray for hearts, Father God, that have been wounded from the prophetic or, or something that was called prophetic. I just pray for hearts to um, be healed and for people to get back on the horse and say, okay, God, it's in your word. I'm not going to flush it because it's there. So we thank you, Father. We just pray you're doing a work in us. You're cultivating something great in us. You're drawing us closer to yourself. Everything you do is to draw us closer, draw us deeper into your love, deeper into your goodness. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, ministry team, come forward.